welcome to TMR Talks, the podcast brought to you by The Music Room. My name is Hannah Olariwaji, founder and creator of The Music Room. TMR Talks is a window into the music industry where I share my conversations with people I know. We talk music, experiences, opinions and a lot more. Coming up is a conversation with Tolu Damule, founder of Spotlight First which is a music and culture media platform that also throws events and releases music. Tolu himself does a lot more. So our conversation is about how it all started. So stay tuned in. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to this and let me know who you want me to talk to next. I hope you enjoy it. But let's get into it. I mean, obviously I know you already a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. People listening don't know who you are, but I have a really like good question to start off with. Yeah. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were younger? What was your like childhood um, career dream? When I was younger? Yeah. Uh, I think I've wanted to be like everything at one point. What do you and mean? That there'll be a time when I want that like, everyone wants to be an astronaut. Yeah. That one, that one didn't last at all. I think it was probably just a, f- a feeling. Like one day, I'm like, to yeah, on a, on a, on a go to the moon. Okay, then, yeah. I think secondary school times, I wanted to be a rapper. Okay, yeah. Like everyone else. I was actually rapping as well. No way. School times. Yeah, like secondary school times. But did you, did you write, did you have anything like pen to paper, like solid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we had a group, we, we used to make songs, we used to rap against other schools. No way. We used to, we used to win was on MySpace, like I was on radio, like we done, we did a lot. What so. was the group called? It was like it was named after a school. <laughs> so it was, there was one that was I was in two groups. So there was one that was like named after the school, and there was another one that was um another one that was from my area. Okay. I even forgot the name, but it was just something random. But yeah. Okay, now you said then, you need to like demonstrate. We need some bars. I really, I really, really can't. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, what happened to all the talent? It's there, I think. Yeah. But I just realised that's not me. I don't like, I don't really like being the main, like, I don't really like the whole public kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Like, being seen all the time. But did you have to perform, so, like, in the group? No, not really, actually. But then when I realised to get to get anywhere, you're going to have to perform, you're going to have to do this, that's when I was like, yeah. Not, not really. for me. Yeah. yeah okay cool so then how did you how was school like after secondary school what did you think what did you aspire to be the problem is like not the problem but like I never really knew what I wanted to do so I remember going into college I was like I just picked courses that I thought courses that I thought I'd be good at or courses that I liked so I remember I did film studies okay. as well. and then I liked um editing making videos coming up with ideas I did accounting, which I thought was boring. What else did I do? I just did, like, randoms. What else did I do? IT as well. Then even, like, for most of the time, it's like I never, I was never really sure, like, what career to go into. Mm-hmm. But then during that same time, I was doing things like, I started, like, a clothing brand in, clo- in college. Okay, yeah. And I was selling clothes, like, T-shirts. Like, I'll make the designs myself. I'll teach myself how to make the designs sell t-shirts in secondary school what was I doing selling sweets and stuff but then but I think after a while I realised that the pattern was that I liked um, 
business. Right, yeah. So I like, I like selling things or I like coming up with ideas and then seeing it seeing it come come to life. Wow, sick. So you kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit from young. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So I guess things progressed and changed and then you came up with Spotlight first. Yeah, so yeah. Tell us a bit so about, that, or was that, yeah, carry on. Um, so obviously, you know, where was I? So college, I was making T-shirts. Yeah. I had a clothing label. Then when I went to uni, now I started doing events. Mm-hmm. So I'd do like raves. We'd get like all the DJs, like all the big DJs at the time, um, artists to perform things like what, that. What uni did you go to? Uh, Canterbury. Okay, yeah. Canterbury Concept. Yeah. yeah. So, and we had a couple like talent. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a couple talented people as mm-hmm. well. So like we had people like Stunner. There was um Kenny Rosto mm-hmm. and people like that as well. So was like was there was like a scene kind of thing in the in uni yeah. so I was around that so from there is where I, I decided that I wanted to get into like the music the music industry not even the music industry like the music business right yeah and then from there um I started the blog at this time I was still listening to more American music yeah but it's like I'll be listening to like J. Cole like the rappers that I remember that I was listening to like very early on was J. Cole from the what was his first mixtape called? The warm up? I wouldn't know. I don't Oh okay. But I was listening to J. Yeah. Cole in, in uni times. I kept saying that oh this guy's gonna be next. Oh really? Like a long time yeah. ago. And then when he was, I was like, oh right. Like I was right. Then the same thing happened with Chance the Rapper. I was listening to him like very, very early on. Mm-hmm. And I even contacted their manager because I wanted to try to get them to do to perform in London. Oh really? Oh sick. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then he got back to me, the manager. He's it's still his manager now. He actually got back to me, mm-hmm. and he said it was like it was at that time it was like one k okay. to perform, but then obviously I'd have to book his flat and everything else. Oh, but then at bad. that time, no one, no one knew who he was mm-hmm. in the UK, so it wouldn't make sense for me to pay for all of right, that. Right? Yeah. And then no one, and then no one's gonna come because they don't know who he yeah. is. So then, that's when I was like, okay. Um, that's when I got the idea for Spotlight first. So it was basically finding people first kind of thing. So then instead of instead of booking, doing shows, I thought if I was to promote these artists first and then hopefully build like their name in the UK, then I can go from there. Mm-hmm. And then people buy into the brand. So it's like if I was to bring an artist down, they're coming down because they trust the brand. Mm-hmm. So that way it's like they don't need to be that big here as long as they've got a small fan base here and people trust the brand. So then the first person I wrote about was... um. Sai had a prince mm-hmm. and then he read it as well and his manager contacted me as well saying like oh yeah thanks thanks for this write-up like they really really liked it they really enjoyed it blah 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 and then yeah so I started from there just writing about artists that I listened to that I liked or that I think was going to be next up and then as I progressed I started getting more into like I listened to all types of music but I was focused more on American music but as as like the UK music got better I started focusing more on the UK music. What do you mean, got better? <laughs> not got better, but like, not got better, but hmm. hmm. As <laughs> as I got more interested in music, okay, music, yeah, yeah. I think that's the yeah. So as I got more interested into it, yeah, I started writing more about yeah. that. Yeah. Then I start. Then more people started coming, like recognizing Spotlight first and asking to write about 
music or just writing about culture or just writing about things. Right. So in in term, like more people wanted to get involved with the brand. Yeah, just like that first. Yeah. yeah. So then after a while, I had like I think three or four writers, and it was a thing where it was like I didn't think anyone needed to write. Like I didn't want it to be like a blog where people just write without think, not without thinking, but you know when um people send you their music yeah. and a press release yeah. and then they just write the same yeah. thing. So back in the day, I used to read a website, uh, a blog called Refined Hype. Okay. It was also called DJ Booth. Now, yeah, yeah. But it was the only, it was the only blog that I read because they would actually put like thought into their writing, and it was like that they would do a lot of research, and it was like there was like um, it was more critical. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's basically like I'll get to know the writer through reading their blogs each time. So it wasn't like a thing where you're just writing what everyone else writes. Mm-hmm. So most most other websites, they'll they'll be saying the exact same thing about the exact same music. Right, because they're just but lifting it from the press release. Yeah, basically. But with DJ Booth or Refined Hype, they would actually just say exactly how they felt, what the music meant to them, what they didn't like, or what they did like. Okay, yeah. And it's like I learned I learned a lot from that website. So with when I started getting writers, I was just asking them like, you don't have to write about anything. You can only write. You, you should only write about things that you either like you're interested or you don't like mm-hmm. and you don't like enough to write about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So then that's how it started. And then, yeah, then I think a couple of years later, or not a couple of years later, I think a year later or a year and a half later, decided to do like a first event, which was the Honor the Spotlight event. Mm-hmm. And with that, it was like, it was the same concept of artists that we think are going to be next up. So I think there was a guy called Suspect at the time. And he just released the song. He actually just released it. And we was like, oh, this song's going to blow up. So then we hollered at him and he said he was down to do a show. Like, he's never done a show before. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. But then by the time the show came around now, the song was already, like, started blowing mm-hmm. up. So when we're promoting the show, everyone's thinking, how did we manage to get How did we manage to get him yeah. for our first show? But it's because we reached him, like, wait, just when the song came out. So, so you kind of had that, like, you had that foresight. With all these artists. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And you trusted your like inner voice to know that okay, I think this music is good. I have a good ear. Yeah. Let me make sure I spread this to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's sick. And yeah. So yeah, that's how it started. And then so what you have now, what are the major like are there any major changes that you've had to make from when you first started to now? Um, the thing is like so with the writing, that's a that's one that I think I've been struggling with now. So I start write when I started writing is like I just started like I've never written before. So what I'll do is like I'll just read as much as I can about the artists, then just write and then edit, then edit and edit and edit again. Mm-hmm. So for me to write an article, it'll take like I think the first article I wrote took I think three weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously it was long, but because no one else, no one else is writing, and it's, I can't really like at that time it was hard to say, "Oh, do you want to write?" Yeah. Me? I haven't got money to pay you, but can you write? Yeah. Kind of thing. So the only way I do it is if someone was to contact me and say they wanted to write. So because I did it that way, um, it kind of like fizzled out as there was no one else that was willing to write. And the writers I did have, I, like we talk, I still talk to them now, but then it's like even them, they they lost passion to mm. write and I can't force mm-hmm. them. So because of that, the article started to die down. Or like the quality of the article started to die down. But then at that same time is when I started doing um, the social media things. Yeah, like your, like Twitter, Instagram. 
Yeah, so I was just thinking, as long as the name is still um, in people's faces, when like I come up with an idea to do something, people will trust the name kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I started doing like, um, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the first one that blew up. But it was a long time ago anyway. It was like, it was a very long time ago. I started toasting like videos of songs that I thought were sick and then they'll blow up. Then, but at this time I was posting like American videos, Nigerian videos, English, like all types of like, there was no, we spot like first, there's no specific genre. Mm-hmm. So it's just if the music's sick, the music's mm-hmm. sick. So then I think I posted like um, a Drake video. I can't remember what year it was, 2016 or 17. I posted a Drake video and this time like Spotlight First was like on Twitter was really big. Mm-hmm. And then we got like a DCMA, is that what it's called? Or copyright infringement. And then we got like 10 of them in one day. I swear. And they deleted. I swear. Yeah, they sh- what do you get those on Twitter? Yeah, like, yeah it was that. mad. So like, they del- like the Twitter account got deleted. Oh, and then I like for a while I just thought forget like just forget this. Well, you kind of lost like all really... motivation, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it wasn't even that long. I think it was like a week. A week. I was just, like forget this. I can't bother to make a new page. Mm-hmm. Then I thought actually, yeah, let me just try it. So I made a new page after a week. But then it's like I stopped posting like, American videos. Or I stopped posting any videos that I thought was from a label mm-hmm. in case they get shut down mm-hmm. again. But then when I started posting other videos, it wasn't um, getting the reaction that it was getting before. Yeah. So it took much, much longer to build again. Like even now we're only on, um, I can't remember, I think four and a half days. Yeah. Or something but like that. But how much were you on before? It was probably around the same, actually. Oh, right, okay. But it was growing faster then. Right, yeah. So, like, if it, did, so like if, it didn't, if it didn't get deleted, it'll probably be um, at least double by now. Right, yeah. Because even the people I was following it the first time, we had, like, Wiley, Chip, like, all these artists that were following it the first right, time. Yeah. But when we came back, they didn't follow it again. Right. But, yeah, so I was demotivated for a little bit. And then that's when I started um, putting more, like, effort into, like, um, under the spotlight. Because, obviously, that's a physical thing. And trying to build, like, a mailing list. So, like, even if everything gets deleted we still have something that we can work yeah. with and then yeah what am I trying to say about how so yes yeah. yeah so then so obviously then we had the under the spotlight and then that was working the second one we did I, I thought because the first one that we did was like so packed out yeah I thought yeah we can do double next time so okay. then the second one that I did we had um we had a lot of artists, but we had um, one Asin and Hardy Caprio as well. And again, we got them before their big song. What was their big song? Um, Unsigned. Right, yeah. So before Unsigned, they had a song. It was called um, Rolling. Mm-hmm. That They had a song called Rolling. And then after that, after the event, like two months later, Unsigned came mm-hmm. up. So then that's when they kind of blew up. So we had them just before that, but then they was already on the rise. So I was thinking that, yeah, Double the double the space because with the other with the um first under the spotlight, none of the names was as big as how it looked like one Asian and Hardy Caprio was going. Yeah. So I got a bigger bigger venue, but we got like the same amount of turnout that we had the first time. Right. Which would have been good if I kept to the same venue, but because it wasn't, to Ooh. me it looked like. What did it look empty yeah. to you? Yeah, to me it looked empty, but there was a lot of people there, and we made. 
Like, like, yeah, we made more than we made the first time. But it's just, I, I wasn't really happy with how it Why looked. Why weren't you happy? What is that? I mean, if you made more money and it was basically the same amount of people there, what was the difference? Yeah. Just how it, because I was just more about like, with the first one, it looked like, like every single person inside the place enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And it's like the vibe was like, was sick. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone, like everyone there felt like, yeah, like they're lucky to be there kind of thing. Like it was like an experience mm-hmm. kind of thing. So with the second one, because of like how big it was, I just felt like it wasn't the same kind of vibe. Right. And when you get a bigger so, venue, you're that, always watching the space. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So from that one, I learned like to keep it small and intimate. So then that would be like the thing. Right. So you're develop- You're still so, developing a brand out of that fact that we're small, we're intimate. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, and like you being there is like, um, you, like, it's like you're at an exclusive kind of party. Yeah. Venue. So it's like, yeah, you're the first to know about the next big thing. I like so I, I decided, yeah, so I decided to be like to keep it small for any future ones. Okay. Then after that one, I'm trying to remember, was that when I started? So after that one, I was thinking of how to make it different. So the first one was in 2016. The One Nation one was in 2017. Then in 2018, I was trying to think of a way to make it different again. So that's when I decided, yeah, I want to keep it small. But then to keep it small and to be able to do more than one a year, I thought I'd do a thing where it's like under the spotlight for different areas. So I did it under the spotlight in East London with only East London artists. <clears throat> and then my thinking was if it's just East London so if it's just an East London one like people would want to come from East to support East London mm-hmm. and anyone from anywhere else that like the artists will come to support mm-hmm. and that way if I was to do your South one in the same year the same thing like it won't be like there won't be um, there won't be any less there won't be any less turnout because the concept is again South London yeah. South London artists support them and if you like them come so we've done an East London one a South London one and a Manchester one sick it was meant to do yeah so we've done three in one year I think that year mm-hmm. East South and Manchester yeah so we've done three in that year and I think we wanted to do a North one but there wasn't enough time to plan it you know and it's when I hear these plans and when I hear what you've done yeah I straight away I just think you're so adaptable you just know like you're very like obviously a risk taker but you just yeah. like know okay the next one the next thing to do how did you develop yeah. that kind of like that rigorous kind of going going attitude I think do you know what is like I never really used to think about like how I am how I am in it but I realize now that it's like it's little things so in for example like remember in college like, the reason why I was doing T-shirts or the reason why I'm doing that or this year is because I remember in college, like, when everyone had a job, I'll apply for jobs, I wouldn't get mm-hmm. one. Never had a job, so I'll be selling T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Get so I was selling T-shirts. Um, I needed um, a designer, but I was like, I can't pay for a designer. So I actually learned, I'm not even an artist, I don't know how to draw, but I drew, like, like one of the logos there was a monkey holding two Fs. Okay. Like, <laughs> funky first. <laughs> And then I, I actually drew it myself, and then I learned how to digitalize it. Okay, yeah. I don't know how I learned that, but then I realized like I don't think I can do that now in it. But I realized like if I decided that that's what I wanted to be, like I could have been sick at it. So it's like I learned how to digitalize it. I scanned it, then I um went over it on the computer, 
to make it into like a graphic. Mm-hmm. And it's only recently, and then I realized it's only recently that I was thinking that, wow, I did that when I was in college and I've never done it mm-hmm. before. Like, if I was to keep on doing that, I could have done, I could have been like a graphic yeah. designer or whatever. So I did that then. And yeah, I didn't really like pursue that. But like the fact that I did, it, I was thinking, wow, then obviously now in uni, again, I didn't even, I didn't get a job at all. I definitely didn't have a job in first year of uni or second year of uni. So I was doing events and things like that. I was promoting in London. Like I always feel like that like if I can't get, if I can't get something, I find another way to to survive or just to move on in it. So it's like I never think ah oh, I can't get a job. So that's it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I think from then it's like if I can't get something, I just find another way. Right. So you're always looking so for like think, other ways. There's always another way. Yeah. That's a good mindset to have. Yeah. But yeah, so I think because it's always been like that. I'm always thinking that there's always a way to do something or there's always a way to get something. Always a way to get something. I like that. It's very inspiring. But yeah. So what what words of encouragement would you... I mean, how would you even describe what you do right now? Like promoter, br- like brand owner, entrepreneur? That's... A, um, that's another... Like, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't even like... Because of... Like, I remember back, obviously, when you're younger, people be like, oh, it's not good to be like... To try to, to try to do like everything, mm-hmm. or like to be a jack of all trades or whatever. So I never used to shout about anything that I mm-hmm. did because people just like people wouldn't rate it as much if they're saying that oh wait, but you do this, so why are you doing that? Right. Okay. Yeah. Or like, do you know what I mean? So like, I'll never even like, like I wouldn't like for example, I've never, I don't think I've ever said it yet, but I wouldn't say I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have friends who make music. And then if I'm in studio, I'll be helping them with their lyrics. But I'll never tell someone I'm a songwriter because the next thing you know is, like, how can you be this and that and and this? Like, or, like, you think you can do everything? Or, do you know what I mean? Like, you get them mm-hmm. kind of comments. Even with, um, like, most of the flyers for Under the Spot that like, I would make, and I don't think they're that great. I never think they're great, but I'll make it because I'm basically, like, if I can't get anyone else to do it, it still yeah. needs to be done. But then I think, was it last year? Yeah, last year I started getting people asking me to, to basically to ask me like for the person who made my flyer, like if I have their contact details because they want to do it. And then I told them that it was me that did it. Surprise! And then they'll be saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they'll be saying that they'll pay, they'll pay me to do it as well. I'm like, okay, oh, sick. sick, yeah. For last, yeah, so like even last year I had people paying me to make flyers. I had people paying me to edit videos. But I'll never ever say that I'm a video editor. Or I'll never say that I'm a graphic designer or anything. Okay, like that. so what would you, what would you say focus. you were then? Like, I don't. I'm. I'm me. Like, what I'm trying to do. I don't even like the thing is I don't know. So it's like, I'm me, and I just do things that I like. I do things that I like or that I believe mm-hmm. in. And if I don't know how to do something, I'll try. Like, I think I'm a trial. If anything, I'm just a trial. <laughs> so, so sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I like that. 